This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Great David Bowie, we could be heroes. We throw that word around a lot. And I did a lot in the nearly two decades I spent as a sports talk show host. Heroes. I mean, such nonsense. The guys that we're going to speak to today on this show and the millions of other men and women who will celebrate tomorrow on our 85th Veterans Day, they're heroes. I mean, I'm a hero to a certain extent. Wouldn't you agree, Lou? I mean, to a certain extent, I provide hope for... Uh, yes. I don't know. You're a hero, yes. Did that make I you know. feel better? I don't think you're very sincere about it, so not really. In fact, I think you're patronizing me, you dick face. But, well, okay, when's the last time somebody... Called um, me a hero? Yesterday. No, I, oh. that wasn't oh. going to be my question, but oh. a real hero would have waited. Was what, When's the last time an actual hero... Uh, tried to cajole the person into saying, don't you think I'm a hero? When's the last Probably hero? not often. Probably no, not often, no. yeah. But that's, I'm different. I'm a different type of hero. That's what makes you unique, yes. Well, it's, I'll tell you what. But I'll, I'll admit it, sure. Right now, you're a hero, yes. Tom yes. Sullivan lives uh, very close to you and I, yes. Lewis. He's a, and another, he's a, he's a hero. He's a hero. Breezy Point guy, Mike Sullivan's brother. Everybody knows Tommy. Ran for office twice, going to run again. He served in Afghanistan. He served in Iraq. He served in Kuwait. And if that's not enough, showed up on 9-11 and put bodies on his shoulder and saved lives. As the World Trade Center was coming down and burning, he saved lives. So on a serious note, calling myself a hero is stupid comparing myself to this guy. But if Tom Sullivan says I'm a hero, then I'm going to wear it. Okay. Tom, am I a hero? Well, the fact that you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, stay out till midnight, and then do it again the next day, uh, that's, that's pretty tough there. That, that's a hero in my book. Yeah! I might have taken the other ferry back. <laughs> you are the best. Uh, Tom Sullivan, so uh, you've run now twice. You went for uh, assembly, and you won, but everybody knows what happened. Uh, Stacey Pfeiffer Amato cheated, nepotism, the whole thing, and they stole it from you. I know people hate you hear about stolen rigged elections, but it really does happen. It happened to you. And before that, did you run for state senate? Was that it? I did. I did. You know, and I, I always run with a good intention, and I have to blame my father, who's who would, who I always made his head spin with uh, all the things I get involved in. But he, uh, you know, he taught me never to give up. So uh, until things start to straighten out in our neighborhoods here, uh, I'll keep running as long as I have the support of the people. 
and uh, they've they've shown that time and time again, regardless of the results. So I'll keep fighting for them. You know, your I'll father was uh, your father John was a great man. I I knew him as a little boy. He was dear friends of my next door neighbor who recently died, Louis Iavine, and. I love your father, and now you, uh, you're you not planning on, well, obviously we just went through Election Day, but something tells me maybe next year, 2024, that great Sullivan name may be back on a ballot. You want to announce that now, or you want to wait? Oh, no, 100%. We're in, all in, as they say, you know. 100%. Is this, is this assembly now? What are you running for this time? The, the same, same seat as last time, the State Assembly for the 23rd Assembly District here in uh, Lower Queens, Southern Queens. And those uh, communities uh, include, uh, I guess, where we uh, live, right? Uh, basically, from the Atlantic Beach Bridge, uh, you know, into Far Rockaway, Valhalla, Naponza, Breezy Point, and then you start to head north into uh, Broad Channel, Howard Beach, Lindenwood, Ozone Park, Hamilton Beach, towards the Racino there, off the uh, the North Conduit, Bell Parkway area. Do you go as far as Middle Village, or no? No. No, no, that that was the Senate seat. The Senate they redrew that as well. Right, they, right. They, they redrew all those lines. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one, boy. That was tough, and I remember election day. It was pouring. pouring. We're going back. <laughs> this is what like six years ago, and and I and I helped you out with the campaign. I was all yeah, too happy Mark to do Malinaro it. Mark Molinaro was out there. Yes, with, Mark Molinaro and Eric Holrich at the time before we got into trouble. All these other folks, and uh, and I love Eric to this day. But anyway, uh, long story short, I remember standing outside a middle school by a by a cemetery in Middle Village, uh, pumping up Tom Sullivan on a rainy day, and ended up at a yeah. pizzeria in Howard Beach. But it was still a great experience for you. I can tell you that. Yeah. Right? It was. It was. You know, I, I always tell people, listen, it, it's not easy campaigning, uh, but being part of uh, the great democratic par- process um, is an amazing, uh, exhausting uh, time out there. You meet so many great people uh, and you meet you know, not so many great people out there <laughs> yeah. can be real jerks, but you take you take it. You know, you got to focus on the good. Now let's talk and, about uh, let's talk yeah. about your uh your family history when it comes to uh, Veterans Day. So, and if I get anything incorrect here, Tom Sullivan, feel free to correct me. As far as I know, you served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait. And I know your brothers, you know, Brian was a cop, but, um, you know, you've got other brothers, uh, even as we speak in Washington, D.C., that uh, work with some of the biggest intelligence people in this country. Am I right when I say there are seven brothers? How many of you, three or four, served uh, some type of uh, armed forces? Well, five of us started out with uh, boarding military high schools. Uh, two of my brothers uh, wound up going to West Point. Uh, even with the two of them, I, I couldn't get in there. Right. Uh, so, so I went ROTC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, well, actually, I, I met your, your brother, Michael, who everybody loves, of course, Mr. Brennan and Carr, because of his stay at LaSalle with Joseph Iovine. Right, right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, you're 14 years old. You go in. Uh, it, it's not for everybody. And that, that that's an important lesson to learn, you know, about service. And uh, I know places like Israel, uh, 
You have to, right? Because you know they just they need the people. They have the they don't have the size of population places like America to pull from. So that that two year service, you know, and I know a lot of people talk about that that they would have liked two years service, but it's it's certainly not for everybody. And and the draft was definitely a tough time in this 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 uh, you know especially during the Vietnam War. I heard you guys talking about some movies. Um, but you know, an all volunteer force is 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 still the American way right now. Uh, hopefully, we never have to go to a draft again. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's something you know you learn from your parents, your grandparents. My father was drafted on his wedding day. He didn't know how to tell us. You know, my mom. <laughs> that oh was my god! Problem. I didn't I know that. So, that your was father, a great story. Did he fight in World War Two? Your father? Where did he fight? No, 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 no. He was drafted towards the very end of Korea. Korea, right? Fifty-three. Yeah. That makes more sense, right? Yeah. When they just uh, when things started, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they never never called it. They just called the truce there, and it's still just the truth, right? They didn't... Well, I mean, it still is. I mean, you got Kim Jong Un in North Korea yeah. who tries to eff it up every day. But but every so day. so for you, so you go to military academy, and then when do you make the conscious decision, Tom Sullivan? To no, take that's that... an interesting question. Yeah. So I, I go to college and uh, I, I join the ROTC program because I was still not sure at that time. You know, it wasn't that I didn't want to serve. It's what, what I wanted to do afterwards. I never wanted to go on active duty, right? I wanted to be in the reserves, trained and educated should something happen. And early on, I had some, you know, older, uh, experienced military people in the program they looked down at that. They were like, what do you mean you're guaranteed to go in the reserves? And I said, well, I want to be a New York City police officer, and I don't want to get anything in the way of that, but I want to be in this program in case something happens. Little did I know that I'd be on the 96th floor of the World Trade Center when something happened. Wow. And I, I, I was had, you know, it was shortly after that I get a phone call in the new office. I got 72 hours to get to Fort Dix. I come home, I start dumping my drawers into my, my duffel bag, and uh, it, it was shock to the family, the extended family, and uh, thank God for my family. Uh, but, you know, then I went to, to Fort Dix, and I wound up with 168 people I never met before, and now I'm in charge. And uh, it was possibly one of the greatest experiences I ever had. So wow, that was that was the first time in 2003, then 2006, and 2009, and 2016. Little did I know that I would, you know, be doing that, getting mobilized four times. So you were deployed well four times. So you were deployed in um, in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait. Yes, correct. Yeah. What was the order? I'm just curious. Where'd you go first? So it, it was, you know, basically for Iraq, and it was for, uh, yeah, I started to lose myself. So Iraq, Kuwait, then Afghanistan. So, so you know? honest question, you're as tough yeah. as nails. I mean, you're the sweetest guy, all you guys, all the Sullivans, you're all sweethearts. For as tough as you are, cops and Army guys and all that, you're all really nice people, which, of course, is a testament to your wonderful mom and dad, who I knew very well and know very well. Um, but you're a tough guy. You end up in Iraq, right? And again, all you want to do is be a police officer in New York City. You're in Iraq. Were you scared to death? Were you like, hey, I signed up for this. Let's go. No, I signed up for this. Let's go. Uh, You know, it's one of my uh, contentions that I've had with the military for many years with our early on training programs, like basic training now. 
um, you got to be tough. You know, you, you were talking earlier about Full Metal Jacket and the way that that general, uh, the drill sergeant was uh, Arlie Ermey, right? That was that movie was good. You talked about the first half, right? Why? Because it was the truth. That's the way you got treated. He was preparing you for something horrific. Um, and we're not doing a great job at that anymore, you know. It's, well, when you say it, we're not doing a good job anymore, and, and we only have a couple of minutes to go, but I got to keep talking to you because you're great. Because uh, I hear this all the time, and I have these conversations with Colonel Jack Keen and Jacob. So, join me later on today at Vietnam Bed in that uh, all this woke stuff with the army, you know, worried about gays yeah. and transgenders and you know, yeah. even gender. Uh, we're not concerned anymore about putting our best product on the field, if you will. Now it's about appeasing. Every race, every gender, every sexual preference. Is that what you're talking about, the woke army? Yes and no. So we still are concerned about putting the best people on the ball on on the field, right? Uh it's just we've we've now distracted from the shooting, the physical fitness, the land navigation, the basic soldier skills to all these other things. There are so many hours in a day and and when you have a limited time at basic training um, or at any of these other camps, you, you start filling it with other things and you're taking away for the things that unfortunately could matter most one day to save your life. So, and, um, yep. Yep. so you prepare for the worst, you know, and uh, it, it, it's when you skip a couple of meals or you're getting really cold or you're it's extremely hot, you know, you, you can't break down physically or mentally. And we're losing that ability to teach. You know, just a real quick story. I did something really stupid as a cadet, and I had a drill. I had a. He wasn't a drill sergeant, but he was my sergeant, and he he threatened to put his foot up my ass and kick it and break my hand. And he did it because the guy loved me, and I stay in touch with that guy today. He lives in Fort Mill, South Carolina. I brought my wife up there. And your kid uh, goes to school down there in South Carolina, so that works. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I, I got one in Alabama who, within a matter of months, is going to be in, in the military. He's a great kid, Sean. I love that kid. Yeah, yes. yeah, you've, yeah. You, you've met him at the gym. <laughs> Many times. He's tougher than I am. Um, <laughs> he, you know, now, you know, I, I, geez, I, I used to tell my wife the reason I served so much and did it for 30 years is so my kids didn't have to. And, you know, you can't stop them. He's, he, he, this is what he wanted to do. It's awesome. Uh, you, you see what's happening. So, that, so, so um, going back to that story with the sergeant, he, he taught you a pretty good life lesson there, didn't he? Life lesson. Life lesson. So, so you know, I'm in Afghanistan, and this guy's in my head, right? He, he said things like, keep, keep your head on a swivel, stay alert, stay alive, uh, take care of your soldiers, you know, before you're taking care of yourself. you got to take care of yourself, but... You know, take care of them better. And uh, that, that lesson carried me every day of my life. And uh, when it's dark and you're on unfamiliar roads and there's people that, that are looking to harm you while you're trying to get from A to B, uh, it, it's, it's people like him. Now, today, if he said something like that, could you imagine? I yeah. mean, I, I know you're not in the military, but do you think he could get away with that? No, or no. Put his foot up my ass? No, I, don't, no. I don't hold any. This is the guy that cared about me. Right. Well, listen. And I did something stupid. Right. No, listen. You, 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 I mean, I know you love me. We've been friends for 40 years, but you love this show because that's how I talk. You know, that's how I talk. I don't hold back either. And, and every once in a while, you, you got to talk like did? that. 
You know, I, I, I grabbed the barrel of an M60 machine gun after it fired over 2,000 rounds, and, and my hand almost stuck to it. Wow. Jeez. And he looked at my hand. And he goes, when, when your hand gets all better, I want you to come back and see me because I'm going to shove it up your ass. <laughs> oh, God, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the guy from Metal Jacket. And, uh, you know, I, I, I got the message. Yeah. He, you he got said, the I message. don't ever right. want you yeah. to do that again. Yeah. Because next yeah. time it could be a lot worse. Right. You could die, God forbid. And, but yeah. that, that's to try to answer your question. And when you're in a dark, strange, unfamiliar place, yeah. that, uh, those are the people that keep the. Keep you strong. Uh, and alive. Right. Keep you strong and alive, and quite alive. frankly. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Tom, listen, I love you. Uh, you. You join me on this day every year, and you really are yeah, a hero. You. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, thanks for celebrating our veterans. We talk about Memorial Day. Those are the deceased. Veterans Day. Celebrate. Go up. Shake a hand. Say thank you to anybody that's maybe wearing a hat. And, um, you know, my favorite... One of my favorite movies is Glory. I know you guys were talking about oh, that. Movie. That's another good one. Yeah. But if you want to laugh, Kelly's Heroes. <laughs> that you, is want a... talk, you want to talk about a cast. Yeah. That cast goes on forever. Kelly's Heroes, you're right. Tom, I love you. Happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service. You too. God bless everybody, and I, I love our veterans. Tom Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen, the wraps up our number one. He's a great guy and a great guest.